Welcome to Between Two Servers. Between Two Servers is a podcast that doesn't actually take place between two servers, but talks about everything that exists between two servers. Hello, welcome everyone. Uh, my name is Sonia and I am the Managing Director at Converge Digital Solutions. Welcome to another episode. Um, today we're going to be talking about uh, a lot of marketing and a combination of different things and I'm going to have a guest on. Um, so I hope you will enjoy. Um, you are welcome to send in um, uh, comments or questions and we will try to get to it as quickly as possible. Um, if you if you have things that you want to send afterwards, our my contact information will be available, and I will try to get back to you, everyone, about this, about your questions. Um, so today we're going to be focusing on marketing and sort of the evolution of marketing and what's been happening in that whole world. Uh, so you know, just to start uh, over the. Over the past 20 years, marketing has gone from the simple act of informing potential customers about the existing of a certain product to a complex web of interactions that take place in person uh, through print, uh, over the airways, and now social media. So the internet age has sort of changed the way marketing is done, and then social media has come along and completely turned it upside down. And so marketers have had to evolve and create new strategies. And there's so many tools out there and there's so many ways of doing marketing and there's, it can get a little overwhelming. I'm not a marketer and I get overwhelmed just thinking about it. Uh, marketing and sales are vital to, to the success of any tech company, uh, but technology is evolving and new ways to market are always changing due to the internet. Uh, and social media. But but let's face it, it's marketing uh, has become a huge cost to most companies. And let's not forget that marketing to, you know, a B2B, business to business, or B2C, business to consumer, are very different way strategies of marketing. So companies who have to do both have to have completely different strategies on, on, on how to market. And companies that are doing just the, B2, the B2B uh, but have different products that they they service or different industries that they service or different products that they sell also have to be marketed differently. So marketing is a very um, important role in any company uh, without company without marketing, you know, traditional door 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 to door sales no longer work. Yes, that's still something that you can do, but that's not marketing yourself. Marketing is not just about, um, sales. Marketing is about establishing yourself uh, as a leader in the industry that you're in, uh, in the specific products that you're selling. It's about uh, creating content um, in that space and showing that you're a leader and that you know what you're doing. Um, I mean, there's so much to it. And we're going to talk about it. Before I get to that, I actually just want to give a shout out to our friends at Magic Mind who sent me this wonderful package. Um, and, you know, I love gifts, so I, I do want to give them a shout out. So this is uh, Magic Mind, and this is the package that they sent me. And it is a drink that lets you do more and stress less. So it's a nice uh, little drink, and it's got... Uh, Matcha for energy, adaptogens for relaxing, uh, nootropics for focus, and honey to make you happy. And I mean, who doesn't want to be happy? So this is a drink that will, um, you know, if you're struggling with like um, brain fog or just concentration or you just need more energy, this is a wonderful little drink to try. And they sent it to me because I was actually struggling with uh, brain fog. And they sent me this wonderful th uh, package as a gift and I've been trying it out and it is absolutely awesome. So I wanted to give them a shout out because I think everyone should try this. Go on their website, get the information, order it, and I'm sure you will love it. And I like the fact that it only has 15 calories. So yay. <laughs> um, that's my shout out to my friends at Magic uh, Mind. So back to marketing now. Today, I am so happy to introduce... Uh, 
Kunal Singh. He is the marketing manager at Converge. Converge is, of course, a software development company that builds custom software uh, for business to business. And basically what we do is we build software for companies that need something that's very specific for their business and they can't buy it out of the box. They need something that's specifically built for them. In addition to building custom software, Converge also has a line of businesses, which are tech startups. Uh, not only do we build tech startups for our clients, but we also have our own portfolio of tech startups, which is uh, Menusano and Field Eagle. So we are marketing Converge Digital Solutions, which is a uh, custom software uh, company, uh, Menusano, which is a nutrition analysis uh, company, and Field Eagle, which is a um, compliance, health and safety data collection system. So three very different ways of marketing. Uh, welcome, Kunal. Happy to have you on. He's a little nervous today. <laughs> <laughs> happy, to have you. happy to come here, uh, Christy, uh, Sonia. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. It's Friday. How could you not be good? Oh, yeah. Thank God it's Friday, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's why they say TGIF. <laughs> okay, so today we're sort of going to be focusing on, you know, the evolution of marketing, some of the things that you should and shouldn't do, um, you know, just sort of to guide our, our listeners through, um, you know, what they should be doing, what they can do, make think, think about things that they haven't thought about. So um, I guess I have a list of questions for you and we'll try to get to all of them. And if anyone asks questions, we'll get to those as well. So I guess the first thing I sort of want to start with, you know, why don't you introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about you and what you do and what you like and don't like. <laughs> So I, uh, I'm the, I, as you said, I'm the marketing manager at Converse Digital Solutions. Um, it's uh, it's a tech company, and uh, I come from a, I, I would not say I come from a pure tech background, but uh, because of that, it's fun to work and fun to learn the company because there are so many technical jargons which are flowing here and there. Things that I love are uh, is definitely uh, understanding, creating more strategies for the company. Things looking at, uh, I love looking at reports, love looking at statistics. <laughs> so Monday is uh, definitely one of the best days. I know everybody hates Mondays, but I don't hate it that much because Monday morning brings a lot of reports. It's a little nervous to see reports sometimes, but uh, it gives room to creating more strategies, understanding how people are behaving. And uh, yeah. that's what I have uh, enjoyed throughout my career because uh, I love uh, population. I mean, I come from a science background, so population-based studies were my thing. And now that I'm in marketing, I just feel that I'm more uh, client-facing client than initial. So mm -hmm. yeah, I guess uh, it's been... Uh, that's the thing I love about marketing. Every day is a new day to learn mm -hmm. and um, just grow yourself, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I was going to like throw in there, you know, like everyone, you know, not, not everyone likes looking at reports. The fact that you said that you do, it's like, I mean, I look at reports because I have to, not because I like it. You actually said that you like it. That's a whole other thing there. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I guess the first thing that I sort of want to start with, uh, because we're talking about the evolution of marketing, um, you know, how has marketing changed in the past 10 years, in your opinion? Um, I think marketing is something that is evolving with technology. I mean, uh, I remember 10 years ago, I was working for a company where uh, we believed that marketing was all about creating a clever quote and deciding where to put the billboard. Oh. Once you do that, that's it. Your marketing work is done. I feel wow. <laughs> so I feel marketing has evolved in the past 10 years. For starters, the customers have, uh, there is just so much competition because of internet, like, like you said in the introduction, because of internet, it's just every company, regardless of the size of the company, they all have access to marketing. Uh, depending on the budget, you have tailored made marketing budgets for to serve any of the company needs. Like mm. we have Menasano, Field Legal, as well as Converse Digital Solutions. Now each of them have a different budget on which they function on. So it's just marketing because of internet has become so much easier. And for us marketers, it has become so much competitive. I mean, just to think about it, like consumers themselves have become smarter now because of the abundance of options. I mean, a good slogan would not cut it anymore. I mean, yeah. uh, 
somebody had told me that marketing marketing is uh, no longer a love at first sight because uh, <laughs> Wait, wait, was it ever love at first sight? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like 10 years, 15 years ago, everybody would say that, okay, you just create a clever slogan, understand which site to put in, and maybe a car which is crossing by that that place and it's just looking at that billboard for like five, 10 times, they'd think, maybe it's I should. Stuck in your head. Yeah. But now it's just, it's just become different. Like, um, mm. it's become more complicated like you can say the relationship the relationship itself has become so complicated it requires a holistic approach i mean you need better strategies to just communicate to the consumer you like marketing personas have become so important you need mm-hmm. it's it's a marketer's bread and butter now i mean you need to create a messaging strategy where you are able to tell the customer that i understand your pain and you need and you need a strategy to educate the customers uh, at the same time. I mean, mm. uh, working for a technical company, there are so many technical jargons that are floating every now and then. And and I must admit that some of them do go over my head. So <laughs> but some of them do. Uh, okay. <laughs> some of them I feel are uh, relevant to marketing as well, like Agile, which is so commonly used in our company. Mm. Uh, I feel uh, just as uh, customers need change, so does their behavior, like their online search patterns change. I mean, looking at the keywords and as somebody who uh, who has had his struggles understanding keywords and search engines, I feel that keywords which are relevant now are no longer relevant like just three, four months later because the customer's needs evolve and uh, so too their search patterns. I mean, uh, I think three of the comparing the past 10 years i guess uh, three things which have definitely become bigger and are definitely here to stay i would be content i guess content is the king unless uh, content i mean unless you're not publishing a content that uh, does not generate real value to a customer they might not spend that much time on your website and it's all about creating uh, creating a room where they spend a lot of time on the website yeah. social media uh, has created a platform where uh, not only uh, you have a room for customer support but you also have a room to make a personalized connection at the same time social media has given voice to customers so if your product is not good, they might actually go on social media and say it, and that is never good, especially yeah. for startups. Yeah, so, I've seen a lot of those on YouTube. <laughs> so, <Not> I mean, <laughs> nobody, and, nobody wants that. And at the same time, I mean, uh, if you think about it, uh, everybody has smartphones. I don't have a number, but I think there is like, I'm sure like 80% yeah. of the world has smartphones at this yeah. point of time, if not more. So, it's like thinking every, I mean, it's like uh, having a personal computer in your pocket. So yeah. if you want to uh, target real customers in real time, you need to have your websites optimized to different mobile devices. Otherwise, you will never reach them. You yeah. cannot wait any, I mean, because there's so much competition, you just cannot wait for them to go home and log into your website, go open their laptops. So yeah, I guess it has grown quite considerably in the past 10 years. Yeah, for sure. No, I, I agree. Um, so let's let's jump to my next question. What are some of the marketing strategies that enterprise tech companies can use to transform how they market themselves? Um, so when you look at uh, enterprise tech companies, I mean, in my opinion, every marketing strategy starts with a great storytelling and that is something that has not changed and many many tech companies uh, i think miss the point uh, mm. in this because a story story should be simple and personalized it should not be uh, bombarded with uh, a lot of technical jargons because in the end you are trying to create a communication strategy around stories so one need to emphasize how the software uh, you know, or a product impacted the business, you need to show the world how it is making a difference. Like not only, I mean, um, you you can you can show how it is impacting communities, how it has impacted previous clients who were having similar pain points to yours. So that's where uh, I think the company should like uh, 
I mean, apart from that, I think the company should emphasize on wider conversations in the industry to, you know, to establish mm-hmm. yourself as a as a thought leader because uh, that just builds more trust and in turn drives more traffic to your website. Buyers. Funny I mean, you're saying that. Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but I, I just want to add something in there. It's funny you're saying that because I'm thinking about like 15 years ago when I started at Converge, Mm -hmm. I remember um, before going on my interview and I I had never been in tech before then, I decided that I was going to look at their website to like understand what they were all about. Right. And I remember walking into that interview being like, crap, I don't know what these people do. The (laughs) website was so technical that I was like, I think they like I remember never seeing anything on it that says we build custom software. Right. Just just plain and simple. It was like all of these Microsoft and technologies and all this stuff. And I remember when I started, like what you said, you have to, you know, tell a story and and like we didn't we didn't do that. And I I still think like a lot of companies still we always focused on the technology, not the problem we were solving. Yeah. Right. And what you're saying is focus on the offering, the problem. Right. And yeah. how you're solving it, not what the tech like people don't actually care about the technology, the technology. Yeah. Am I right? Yeah. yeah. People right? people just care about solving their problems, I feel. Yeah, <laughs> they, and they don't care the what the technology of is. Yeah. They just like, oh, if it solves my problem, give it to me. What's yeah. the cost? What yeah. wait, first, what's the cost? And then give it to me, right? <laughs> just just two things dictate their uh a client's behavior. I, I feel there are definitely different phases, but yeah, these two are definitely on top of the list. I mean, so, I mean, uh, another way to create a key, like a marketing strategy is to, you know, establish like, like you should understand that buyer personas is what should dictate your consumer behavior. So you, like, you, you've now said buyer personas twice. So yeah. Can you tell us what are buyer personas? For example, uh, it's it's basically a buyer. You need to identify who your target customer is first. Like for, first, you need to identify what your product is. Then you need to identify who your target customer is. You need to identify what are their pain points, what are their goals, what um, in order to address those pain points, where do they go generally to address those pain points. Answering all these questions would give you your buyer persona. You will know, this is my target customer. This is what I need to do to just say hello to this customer and see where it goes. So uh, I feel with tech companies, uh, especially with software companies, identifying the right buyer persona becomes a challenge because in case of software companies, it's Generally, it's not the person buying the product who actually ends up using the product. They yes. can be they can be two different level, uh, two, two different people. Like uh, in case of software companies, it's the C C suit people who are actually trying to buy the product, but they might not be using it. They might be a different department that is using it. So mm-hmm. you need to focus on identifying the decision maker and then create strategies around it. I think uh, social media and uh, SEOs are definitely two of the biggest way to attract business, but both of them take time to build. Yeah. Like uh, social media definitely helps you in establishing your brand. I feel uh, many companies make the mistake of uh, uh, hiring interns uh, to run their entire social media. Uh, I'm not saying I'm against hiring interns. All I'm saying is that just hiring an intern to solve all your social media problems won't work because once the intern leaves and you hire a different one, there will be a misalignment when it comes to communication strategies. So you need to have a a linear communication channel with the customer so that it is less confusing. They can relate more with you. Uh, Same goes with social media, uh, search engine optimization too. I mean, uh, it takes time to build, but building takes constant effort and good content. Consist- I feel uh, uh, search engine optimization should focus around, should be centered around keyword research, coupled with uh, a content that is shareable because it tends to increase your company's online presence. Right. So, 
Yeah. No, for sure. I mean, yeah, I, I agree with all of that. It, it is it is uh, difficult to to sort of bring all of the different marketing strategies in, into one company, but, and, and having consistency, like you said, it's not that you're against hiring an intern. Interns, you know, can do a lot of the, you know, sort of like the little tasks, but mm. you need, you need a strategy. You need a person that's focused on making sure that that strategy is achievable. And, you know, if you have people coming and going, you're sort of that that's constantly changing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so my third question, what are some simple marketing strategies for tech companies on a budget? Because, I mean, like, reality is um, budgets, marketing budgets from 10 years ago are not the same as now. Like, not only do you have to, you know, there's still companies that are still doing print. Um, Then you got to do, like, uh, Facebook ads sometimes or Instagram ads or ads or, or Google um, AdWords and advertising. And then you have social media, which is a completely different budget. So they're like, you know, I'm thinking about 10 years ago or even 20 years ago or back in the 50s when marketing became this thing where it was just about ads on a magazine or, you know, uh, on a door or a window. And it was just simple. It was an, Im- an image, yeah, right? You have websites and keywords and yeah. all this stuff. And the budgets are insane. So, um, you know, what are what are some of the, the, the strategies for, you know, tech companies that, you know, that are on a budget and can't do all that stuff? Yeah, what, I mean, what are the ones that you would focus on? Like uh, just just for example, like uh, companies like uh, Tableau or Salesforce, their uh, marketing budget is fifty percent of their revenue. Like I think above fifty percent of their revenue. So, uh, an upcoming startup cannot match that. Like, yeah. but on average, a company's uh, budget is generally seven to eight percent of its revenue. Like that's like a global average. But in my opinion, it's not about the budget. It's about the goal. You need to first identify the goal and then work on the budget. Because, uh, you know, that's that would give you clarity and it would uh, make you, like, make the whole marketing process more accountable. You would know uh, how to assess if certain strategies are working or not. So it should be centered around identifying a goal. Like, uh, some of some of i mean like and because of internet and nowadays like even the slow budget marketing uh, uh, approaches are still quite effective like for example blogs they are a terrific way to attract okay. visitors yeah but they you know but when you think about blogs you should make blogs in a way that they are focused on educating people and uh, when somebody looks at it, they know that this blog is published by a country, a co- by a company which says that you know I understand your pain, because you need to be relatable to your customer. I mean, I mean then, and blogs are just not there. You can use a blog to guide a customer's, uh, a buyer's journey. Like uh, when, when uh, broadly speaking, a buyer's journey can be. Uh, can be classified into a top of the funnel, bottom of the funnel, middle of the funnel, and bottom of the funnel. When you are trying to uh, target uh, buyers at the top of the funnel, you should your blog should be focused on engagement as well as they should be informative and engaging. When you are at the middle of the funnel, you are basically telling uh, the customer, a potential customer, that okay, how why is your product more appealing? What are the latest updates or the latest features you have added to such and such product? I mean, um, and then comes the bottom of the funnel where you basically tell the customer again that, see, this is our product and this is how it fixes your problem. Yeah. And, and that's, that's what makes blogging a very budget-friendly option for an upcoming startup. Second is PR. Like... Uh, through webinars, interviews, or live discussions that we are currently part of. <laughs> like but, this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. One can establish themselves as like a, a thought leader in the industry. They uh, It builds trust by uh, like whoever is looking at it because they would know that, okay, such and such company knows what they are talking about. Right. Another cheap way is email marketing. I mean, uh, I was uh, recently reading an article by Campaign Monitor, which said that uh, email marketing 
I mean, basically the article claims that email marketing is the king of marketing. I mean, uh, because mm-hmm. it's, uh, I mean, it gives uh, an ROI of 4,400%. And mm-hmm. uh, I mean, and this email marketing could be anything from sending them newsletter, inviting them to come uh, to events, uh, webinars, or uh, just sharing a content that based on their past, uh, past behavior on the website, you know that this client is more interested in this kind of article. Mm-hmm. So it basically makes sure that uh, you do not get unsubscribed. Right. Way. And uh, th- yeah, then comes the uh, social media. Social media, I mean, Social media works or doesn't work, but the fact is that it is free for most of the levels, unless you don't start, unless you start paying for uh, it. But it's mostly free. You can use social media to nurture relationships with prospects as well as current uh, customers, and definitely bring new uh, traffic by being part of different uh, uh, different uh, groups. Um, another way I feel, which is still budget friendly, is Google uh, retargeting. Um, basically by Google retargeting, I mean, like, uh, if for example, a certain client a has, uh, visited your website and then they go off and, uh, you know, they go to another site now with, uh, with the help of tools like Google display network, what you can do is you can display your ad on those sites as well. And they have been found to be very good when it comes to converting clients. So mm. I feel these five should be used by any company, but definitely useful for a company with a low budget. With a low budget, yeah, I I, I agree. I mean, I, I think you know the big players out there who can afford the big budgets obviously won't have an issue with that. But especially in the tech world, like tech startups are you know popping up every day, and we work with a lot of uh, uh, tech startups that are just getting enough funding to just develop their their product forget i mean some of them most of them that we talked to haven't even thought about marketing at that point yet they're just they're just like i have this genius idea that i want to build and i need money to develop it like exactly sales marketing social media they haven't even thought about that yet (laughs) okay so my next question what comes first earning loyalty or generating leads um, I think when I was this, putting these questions together at this point, I was like, Hmm, I wonder how he's going to answer this. <laughs> I mean, uh, when I, uh, like, I guess different, uh, people have a different point of view when it comes to this question, but, uh, I guess I'll answer from, I, I have mine, but I want to hear yours. <laughs> <laughs> I guess uh, this is something where a sales and a marketing person would not see eye to eye, but, uh, <laughs> I yeah. think, uh, but on a broader level, if you yes. see the company, like all the efforts, like from building the product to marketing the product and finally selling the selling it are focused around the customer. So what I mean to say is that customer journey becomes a very important uh, aspect of how you want to grow your business. I mean, different mm-hmm. marketing personals have uh, different ways to describe a customer life cycle. I mean, I feel it all starts with awareness where, you know, you tell the customer that, you know, uh, through social media, SEO or pay-per-click ads that, you know, we exist. And basically it's a, it's a push towards the next phase. That is the research phase where you, uh, where a curiosity is generated, a customer comes and checks out how to videos, blogs, newsletter, e uh, books, articles, or uh, white papers. And, Towards now, towards the end of this is when a customer thinks that okay, this is uh, this is the one that uh, I would like to go for a free trial. Now, there are companies which identify awareness as a lead. For me, I'm more. I mean, I'd like to give a customer more trial time. Once they are on a free trial stage, that's where I say a lead has been generated. Mm-hmm. Because towards the end of the free trial is when the purchase happens, and. As a marketer, your work does not get over when purchase has happened. I mean, that's where you need to make sure that whatever a customer wants, especially a new when, when it's a new customer, like, for example, training videos, has the training videos been provided or the best practice videos have been provided? Are their concerns being met? If they are being met, how soon are we actually 
meeting those cust- uh, those uh, concerns. This so are you so are you saying that all of those things are building loyalty? Yes, in a way, it would lead to retention, which in the end would bring to uh, would lead to loyalty. So your answer is loyalty. Not generating leads is what so, I'm hearing, right? So yeah. What, yeah. So what I'm saying, saying is that lead comes way earlier than I get that. Yeah. I, I actually agree with you. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't disagree. <laughs> I, generating leads is is important for any company, but you know you can generate a million leads, and you know seventy percent of them are not real leads. They're not exactly great. But if you if you build loyalty and you know, your clients trust you, right? Mm -hmm. Which is part of like loyalty and, and they know that you know what you're doing, then you're going to turn those, those leads, you know, to, to being able, instead of them being, you know, 70% not effective, they're going to be 80% effective. Yeah. I mean, like uh, I read this article by Brendan, uh, Brendan Gaines. Uh, In that it said that a loyal customer is worth 10 times more than a first time customer because, if a customer is loyal, they would go for advocacy, which in turn would bring you more traffic. So, yeah, yeah. So it has it has changed over the years, but uh, I mean, like the phase graph that I'm trying to picture is a very linear graph. But with the advent of social social uh, networking and product reviews, you can absolutely be sure that a customer loves to jump between different phases multiple yeah. times. So. Yeah. It's no longer it's no longer a linear path. Okay, so one thing that I do want to talk about, and I know we're at the thirty minute mark, but we can continue. Um, SEO, search engine optimization, which is something that's become massive in the digital marketing world, and you know most companies nowadays are are doing SEO. But then you know there's there's organic SEO, there's paid SEO. There's so many different ways of, of, of doing SEO. And, but my real question is, what is search engine optimization and how important is it in today's age for marketing? Well, uh, talking to some fellow marketers, they describe that uh, inbound marketing is all about search engine uh, SEO ranking. Okay. Now, if I want to define SEO or search engine optimization in a in short, it is just orienting your website so that it ranks higher on a search engine results page. I mean, every company strives to make their website to be number one. Very difficult. But that's the motto of search engine optimization. Because the higher your ranking on the page, the more website traffic you will draw. The right. more website traffic you draw, the higher are the chances of you actually converting from i mean from all among between all like among all the customers that actually decide to come into your website right uh, when it comes to classifying like everybody has a different way of classifying uh, uh, search engine optimization i personally have stuck to what uh, i learned at during my mba days uh, when i was uh, i think uh, on linkedin premium i guess i learned it uh, they uh, classified it into off uh, page seo and on page seo on page seo is all about uh, like anything that happens on your website page like uh, which is relevant to keywords blogs etc basically i feel this is where Technical SEO also comes into being. Uh, are the images optimized? Uh, is the website optimized so that it runs on multiple devices? So that's on-page SEO. When it comes to off-page SEO, we are talking about uh, anything that happens like basically away from your website. Like uh, that's where backlinks become uh, real. Like example is like or guest blogging, social media marketing. I mean, this is where uh, external websites which are relevant to your industry. And have a good uh, page authority, put a link on the website, which leads back to you. So that's how that's I feel those are the two ways of uh, classifying your uh, typical SEO. Okay. And how important is SEO? (laughs) It's very important. It's it's what dictates uh, today's. uh, This is this is definitely one of the things that has evolved in the past 10 years. Right. Uh, And, And I guess that's because all companies have websites, right? Yes, exactly. If you don't have a website, then you don't need to worry about SEO. 
Exactly. If you depend on your, your, you know, if you depend on getting leads and getting sales from your website, that's when SEO becomes critical. Yes, exactly. It's, okay. uh, I think the world is, I mean, you cannot imagine a marketing uh, without SEO, an effective SEO strategy. These Unless days. you don't have a website at all. <laughs> Unless you don't <laughs> have I mean, Nowadays, who doesn't have a website, right? Exactly. Everyone has some sort of website. Yeah, some sort of some sort of online presence. I mean, if you don't have it, it's like it's like a, a business professional not having a LinkedIn account. So <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's true. Okay, um, so I'm gonna skip one question because I sent it to you, and you're like, I don't like this question. So we're gonna skip that question. <laughs> we can do that question if you want. <laughs> no, no, I'm gonna skip it for now. But I guess my my next question would be. Um, how do you market yourself as a problem solver without with a solution to solve the problem? How, how do you actually do that? Like, uh, um, um, I think uh, it reminds me of a quote by Albert Einstein. Okay. Uh, in that, Einstein, that, huh? <laughs> I think in, in uh, that quote, uh, I think more or less went like, uh, if you give me one hour to save the planet, I will uh, spend 59 minutes in trying to define the problem and one minute in actually resolving it. Mm. In, today's, in today's world, I feel, uh, um, I mean, uh, I feel many companies miss that point. I was uh, reading an article on uh, uh, in duct tape marketing in that they said that the hard truth is nobody really cares what you're trying to sell. People just want to solve their problems. And in and so basically, when anyone hires you, it's a means to an end. They want the problem solved and then they just want you gone. They don't want to see you ever again. And that's the hard truth of marketing, regardless of how many, what whatever the size of the budget is or how much money you're trying to spend on this. Right. So so you're you're saying that like your your marketing strategies and your your blogs and like your all, all the content you're creating should be focused around first first you have to actually know what your client problems are exactly. in order to in order to speak to those problems, right? Exactly. So yeah. for example, if we're dealing with clients in manufacturing and mm-hmm. we have to do research in what are the biggest challenges in in, in the manufacturing industry. Yeah. And exactly. let's we need to identify see. like four, uh, I feel there four parameters are definitely key. First right. is understand your product and understand which right. segment, uh, ta- who is the target customer. Right. So we, let's use an example, right? So we know maybe manufacturing and we've done the research and we identified one. And that one is that they're using a lot of different systems from a lot of different companies that don't speak to one another. And the biggest challenge that we see the pattern is that they need and want APIs to be built within those systems so that they can all speak to one another. So now now we know the problem. So how do you create a marketing strategy to speak to that specific problem so that clients can be like, oh, this company, this is what they do. This is how they solve that problem, right? Mm -hmm. So, first of all, you need to understand where, uh, in case the company has a problem, who is the decision maker and where does that decision maker go to uh, solve those problems? Like, for example, gather information where they could solve the problem. Now, having this information is basically goes back to our persona profile that we talked about earlier. Mm -hmm. And it really helps you in creating a messaging strategy. Right. Which would... uh, have a trigger phrase uh, like one of the strategies like one of the email campaigns we just now launched uh, in that uh, we used uh, when off the shelf is not good enough so uh, you need to create a headline and then the content team needs to work on a content to address that pain point now through videos case studies uh, client testimonials we need to showcase that you know, we have had the experience of encountering this problem for a client mm-hmm. and we have solved it. Now, also being active in discussion forum, LinkedIn Q&A, or in certain cases, Quora, uh, helps to further cement yourself as a problem solver and a thought leader, which in the end would drive traffic towards you. Yeah. So I have a follow-up question to that that I didn't have on my list. So 
I'm a brand new business. I don't have referrals, testimonials, case studies. I'm now launching a business and I want to get to that industry. I don't have um, the, the, you know, I haven't solved those problems yet. It's all a theory because I want to start a business. How do you do that? In that case, you need to first identify where your customers are going, where they most likely try to hang out, I guess. That's where uh, taking part in conferences uh, becomes important. That's where networking becomes important. And that's where you need to start showcasing your team more because that's where you try to tell them that, okay, okay this is our team. Okay, although the company is new, but now the team has this experience group of experienced people who maybe work for Google or Amazon or something and now ah. our company. So that's builds trust because this is something I don't think will ever change is that because there's just so many options available for a customer, you need to build trust in order for them to come to you. Yeah. And when you don't have the experience in the industry, you're saying showcase the the experience of your team exactly. and what yeah. they can do. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter if you have clients or not, or if you've solved these problems in the past, you have a team that's ready and prepared to do that. Yes, exactly. Okay. I like that. I like that a lot, actually. <laughs> um, so... I guess this would be my second last question, email marketing. Uh, with everyone now using tools to reach people and send uh, bulk emails, um, I, before I ask the, the actual question, uh, sorry, that was a comment. Like, I'm one of those people that gets emails all the time, all the time. So much so that most of my emails now go to junk. And it's always someone trying to offer me something, trying to sell me something. Even my LinkedIn, I hardly ever go on LinkedIn and use it because I know if I if LinkedIn is showing me that I have 20 messages, it's someone trying to offer me something. Mm-hmm. And you know what's the most annoying part about that is that now there's a new strategy with these emails where they're all like, can we set up a meeting? And I'm like, I'm like, yo, first off. If I was to set up a meeting with every single person that reaches out to me, I would do no work. Meetings all day, yeah. Yeah, so I'm like, I think that's a terrible strategy because like, like, I'm not going to meet with you. And I actually have people who call me, they're like, oh, can we set up a meeting for next Tuesday at 10 a.m.? And I'm like, no, I can't. I'm busy. Yeah, I <laughs> oh, keep getting those emails as well. They're annoying. So yes. this leads me to my question. How can you personalize emails that have value, real value to the receiver? And I'm asking this question also on a personal note because i they're annoying. But if I actually received something that offered me value, that I found valuable, I would, I would pay attention. But how do you do that? Uh, for well, sorry, how do you do that? Like personalizing it hmm. where, where I don't feel like you've sent this email to a thousand other people. <laughs> so... The way I would approach this problem is you obviously like email marketing remains like like just now initially I had uh, claimed that, you know, the, the article <laughs> that campaign monitor says that email marketing is the king of marketing. Uh, although it's it, it is a very cost effective way of marketing. So it's not something a company would like to stop. In fact, my question is, how do you yeah. personalize it? So, when you're trying to uh, send the email, your target is how many customers would def- would open it. You want to increase your uh, uh, op- uh, engagement rate. And in order to do that, personalization becomes important. Now, when what, what I feel with personalization is that there, it's not uh, like email marketing cannot be a very lazy affair. It has to be bagged with uh, thorough research. Like, for example, when we compile a list of 100 uh, uh, customers that we want to target, there are a couple of things that we definitely take into account. First of all, when uh, we are trying to compile the list, it gets segregated into the size, the type of the company, type of the industry, basically the type of industry the size of the company, the location of the company, because segregating that helps us in creating a personalized email for each of the segments. That is one. Mm -hmm. Second, we do not just go blind uh, and mail email any company which 
I see under the sun. We go to other websites, we leverage websites where we see a company's online behavior. And now, for example, if I know that such and such company is uh, is uh, online looking for such and such product that I have, I would definitely target those companies because then I know that, okay, uh, they will be more uh, receptive to a new email because they are desperately looking for. There are, in fact, there are websites which could help you, which could help you in this way because you would know how many times they have logged in, uh, searched for a certain keyword in the past uh, past one week. So you know that they are urgently in the need of such certain yeah. product and that's when you try to approach them. Because just approaching people blindly would just lead to, like you said, <laughs> getting but I, I feel like I feel like, you know, 80% of the stuff that I get yeah. is, is just Irrelevant. like... It's like, I'm going to shoot this out there and pray and hope that something comes back. Yeah, because uh, because it's so cheap. But isn't that a kind of waste of money too? Yeah, it, but it's it's really cheap because uh, just to send it off. So that's yeah. why most people do it. And because of uh, softwares like Keep, you just have to click a button and it goes to 100 people. So you're like, okay, it's not really wasting too much of my time. Why don't I just right. send it off? Yeah. Right, right, right. But, you know, how... If, so, if 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 fifty percent of those emails are not received well, hmm. is that creating a bad reputation for your company, where people just see you as spammers? Uh, it does create bad reputation for the company. I feel. I mean, this is my personal opinion. Uh, yeah. Hence, you need to make sure that the content that you are trying to send is credible. Like, what are you trying to sell? Are you one of those who messages a company and says that okay? Uh, let's fix a meeting like you had pointed out or are you, one of, are you one of those who is uh, just uh, asking you to buy the product on the first day? No, there are the, the touch points to a potential customer needs to be, uh, it's called micro commitment. You okay. cannot make them buy a product, especially if it's an expensive product on day one. You need to micromanage. First is you need to send them, for example, a newsletter, a blog, a new case study that you company your company has published, a new white paper that has mm. come out. Once you send them that and you know that this company was looking for uh, a custom software or something and you have sent uh, an article around how to select the right custom software company or that would rouse more interest. They would be more uh, more happy to open that link. That yeah. would increase your click. Yeah. They Once they open the link, they would be willing to uh, put in their, uh, you know, the personal contacts and stuff. So you are sort of trying to mi- make them micro commit. Right, it, right, right. It's a long process. You cannot just do it like this. So. Right. So, so you're saying, you know, send out those emails, but like if you're sending out emails with content, not just a, Hey, Sonia, how are you today? Blah, 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 blah. Can I schedule a meeting with you? You're yes. saying add value to the yes. email, right? Yes. Provide, provide some sort of content information that I'm going to be like, Oh, I, I was just recently looking for something like this. Yeah. I'm going to open this. Right. So something that sparks that I want to read this email versus like, I think my brain has already trained itself to, to find these spam emails and just, I don't even read them. Yeah. I already know how they start mm-hmm. and it's just junk, junk, junk. And sometimes mm-hmm. I go through my junk and I'm sort of reviewing I'm like, Oh, that's actually a good one back to my inbox. But yeah. it's just my brain is just programmed to ignore all of them. Right. Yeah. Because uh- uh, you cannot be lazy when you're trying to market because it's it's a very competitive uh, world right now, especially for marketers. So you cannot be lazy when you're trying to create content. You right. need to give it a thought. You need to segregate your clients and then create a content tailored to one to that particular yeah. type of clients. So I like that. I like yeah. that. Don't be lazy. I like that. Do, don't be lazy. Do your research on your clients. I like yeah. that a lot. <laughs> okay. Last question. Um, is social media advertising and perform and, and and promoting effective for all businesses? Um, <laughs> I would say okay. It's it's my personal opinion. Obviously, I would say uh, it is useful in the case of a high engagement product where okay. the complexity of the product is uh, is you know is easily as understood to the masses. Uh, 
like uh, for example you're trying to sell a new iphone it everybody knows okay it's a, it's it's iphone the latest 10, one 11 13 and they are willing to pay so you don't need to really uh, uh, or uh, in case of uh, healthcare uh, you can say uh, over the counter medicines you can yeah 100% on board you can uh, do them uh, you can use advertise social media advertising it will be effective everywhere but mm. i feel it's not so effective for low engagement products especially for software companies because you because you need to create a specific channel for a specific set of customers you cannot sell uh, custom software or any tech product to somebody who really doesn't need it so right right yeah, so a one size fits all won't work in this case um, so if i'm selling a hoodie the answer is yes, right? Yes. Yeah, okay. that's my opinion. And especially for early startups, I mean, like uh, a bad review would really hamper your online presence. Like a very early in your, you're really trying to set up all the aspects, customs, customer success team and everything. But uh, a bad review, you've got the first review you got was a bad review. That's it. Yeah. Uh, uh, my friends in tourism sector say that, uh, Social media, they they really don't like social media because one one customer who's who's had a bad experience, and generally, people who are more than willing to write a review are those who are angry. Are unhappy. Yeah, <laughs> I, I very rarely meet someone who's like, "Oh, I had a really good experience. Let me go online and and chat about it." It's usually yeah. people who've had a bad experience. Uh, I hate that. <laughs> they, they, and they are more vocal, and they will. They're very expressive. <laughs> so yeah, so I I would really I don't believe that uh, every business should can be promoted on social media that easily. <laughs> Okay, so I think we got a lot out of this conversation, especially for, you know, people that are looking for some marketing strategies, looking to, um, you know, figure out what they should and, and shouldn't be doing and what they can do on a budget, if that's the case. Um, and, you know, I know that we'll probably have you on again. And by the time you come back and we chat about marketing again, it'll be like a completely different thing. I know recently Google made some some changes and that's going to affect the way people are doing SEO. And yes, it already is. AdWords, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I, you know, in this digital age that we live in, uh, it's constantly changing. So yeah. I'm sure we're going to have more chats about lots more marketing strategies and things like this. So, Kanal, thank you so much for, for coming on and having this chat with me. It was lovely and uh, we'll have you on again. Thank you to all the listeners who came on. If anyone has any questions, you can reach out to myself or Kunal anytime. We'll provide you our, our information and uh, stay tuned for our next episode, which will be soon with lots of more guests and information. Thank you and happy thank Friday. Thank you for having me. Thanks, people. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Between Two Servers. You can also find us on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and LinkedIn. The links are in the description of the podcast. Thanks again for taking the time to listen to Between Two Servers, and we'll catch you next time. Thank you.